From Ticker Tape, this is Where's My Money. The startup world is an interesting one, to say the least. One day you will read headlines of a few going out of business, and another you will hear of multiple startups gaining that illustrious unicorn status. And as an investor, it's tempting to look at some of the astronomical growth rates of certain startups and ask yourself, how do I get a piece of that? And in today's episode, we cover just that. How you, as an individual investor, can invest in some of the leading startups here in India. We will also cover some of the pros and cons of doing so. So stick with us, this is definitely an exciting episode. And to discuss all of this, we speak to Karan Mehra, who's the founder of Taik. And a quick disclaimer before we dive into the conversation. None of the following is investment advice, and please make sure to conduct your own extensive research before investing into any startup. All right, let's get to it. Sit back and enjoy the conversation. So Karan, where I thought we could start this conversation is by giving our listeners a little bit of historical context, because a lot of people may not know that it's possible to invest in startups in India. So could you talk a little bit and give a little bit of context towards how investing in startups came to be for the common man and just overall context about how to invest in a startup? So if we talk about historic data, startup investments in the last decade for Indian angel investors has been providing a return which is around 40% on a yearly basis. If we compare that to Nifty, that's around 12.5%. And if we compare that to the debt market, we're talking around 8%. So the return has been massive. Typically, if you invest 1,000 rupees or 10,000 rupees today, uh, looking at that data, your money should typically 5x in five years. This data and this common trend all across the globe reached India somewhere around early 2010. And uh, that's where startup investment started becoming more mainstream. Currently, India is at the third place when it comes to the number of startups and the amount of funding that we raise for these companies and the valuations cumulatively that our startups are able to generate. So I think the last decade has been beautiful for us as a country when it comes to valuations, discovering and growing digital businesses and that's the reason startup investment has become super common. Now, while something becomes common and becomes mainstream, the biggest challenge is how does it start becoming a daily investment opportunity for people like you and me? And that is where retail investment for startups has sort of taken off in India as well. And just before we get into some of the details about investing in startups, I want to know a little bit more about India's historical context. So you were saying that digitally enabled startups of the last 10 years have, have really flourished. And I think we've all seen that, right? You know, whether it be Swiggy, Zomato, all of these kind of guys. Why do you think that this type of tech startup is flourishing right now in India? And what do you kind of see in the years to come? The reason these companies have done so well is giving credit to the purchasing power and the size of our population in the country, right? If you look at the Zomato or you look at a Paytm, these companies have massive total addressable markets to cover. And that's the reason these companies have done so well. Additionally, I think because of COVID and because of the earlier waves, Indians collectively have become more inclined towards change. That tech savviness has sort of gotten way better in the last four or five years, which has allowed these businesses to 
operate the way they are and to operate in a scalable manner talking about what the future looks like the future looks super positive i think it's very difficult for traditional mnc's traditional businesses to operate and to scale the way a startup scale or what we're also seeing as a trend is that traditional mnc's have set up niche startup wings inside their own businesses so that they can operate in that agile and that lean manner lots of development lots of new opportunities coming up and a huge market yet to tap in all sectors be it fintech saas edtech i genuinely think we've just glanced the surface we have a long way to go what about startups and maybe it would be helpful if you can compare it exactly as you did to larger organizations make them more set up to be able to scale at a faster pace what about their processes their people their thinking makes them unique when we talk about scalability that's something every startup has to work on on day one now what scalability primarily means is that if one person can serve 20 businesses when i go to 40 or 60 or 80 i'm just hiring maybe a couple more people and that i would say profitability and that unit economic is what makes startups grow so rapidly also in terms of their valuation right once you get economies of scale once you set up processes once you have these systems in place that is where true growth and true achievement come in place the growth also comes from the fact that startups have the ability of building products shipping them out collecting feedback in real time speed is very important very very user driven very very data driven and i think a speed scalability and data driven is i think the reason that exponential growth comes in so as an investor who is seeing all of these startups all of the news coming up about new startups who have raised 20 million dollars 100 million dollars becoming unicorns when they're looking at these startups what about them should they be analyzing to decide whether they're a good investment opportunity for them what metrics what data do they need looking at and evaluating so i think the most important thing uh, is understanding how big the market is if you succeed in doing what you wish to do what is the potential market opportunity available for you to sort of win and even if you win a proportion of it do you make it a very very big business so the bigger the market opportunity the better it is that's something investors look at additionally investors nowadays are also looking at a unit economics that's become very 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 important what that typically means is that how much money do you have to burn or how much money do you have to spend in order to acquire a user that's number 1 number 2 is how long does it take to retrieve that money in terms of revenue and profits from the same user you acquired and what is the difference between the two right additionally they also look at the team they also look at the execution that has been done by the team the management the key stakeholders i think that's very important they also look at the potential risks and the potential competition involved in that particular space a new thing that's coming is how soon can you start earning in profits when you're speaking about all of this information looking at unique economics looking at ticket size all this kind of stuff how does the general investor get access to enough information to be able to make these decisions where should they be looking because private companies are not traded on the stock market this information is not publicly available but there are platforms there are businesses which allow you to get access to invest in these companies it's typically called a campaign or a deal and when that deal or campaign goes live or is announced on various platforms type being one of them we do provide enough information 
regarding the past performance, what they intend on doing, the team, the investors they already have, future goals, future performances, and also financials of that particular company. So information is available at the time of making such investments, and that should be the deciding factor for you to go ahead or not. Additionally, companies also provide monthly or quarterly updates to basically their backers, explaining to them how that particular time period was and what are their plans going forward. And I was wondering a little bit more about possible risks that are associated investing in startups, right? Because there are huge potential pros and and the numbers speak for itself. But what are some of the things that investors should keep in mind before making an investment decision? So for me, the biggest risk is lack of liquidity in these investments. Typically, the earliest liquidity we've done on Tyke is six months and industry average right now is two or three years. So uh, for half a year, you just have to forget about your money and just hope things go right. The second point for me would be lack of knowledge in a particular sector. The third one, I think it's not a risk, but I would say it's a tip is to also look at the past performance or the past track record of the management team of that particular company. I think it's super important. I think those are really, really interesting points. And, you know, when I was scrolling through Tyke's website, there's this one page where you're able to drag your cursor and see if you invested this much for this company at this time, you would have made X amount of money. The amounts are ridiculous that you would have made if you invested so little. So one thing I'm interested in is in asking for on behalf of the investor is timing your investment, right? Because there's that sweet spot for a startup since they can scale so quickly where you want to invest relatively early. So you're part of the boom. How do you judge that as an investor in terms of timing when you come in? Just a big disclaimer, that part of our website, super interesting, super catchy, but those are outliers, right? Those are companies who've done phenomenally well. But yeah, I think timing is very, very important, uh, which also sort of comes back to the risks that we mentioned, that is the TAM big enough? And do you understand that space well enough, right? I personally think 2022 is the year for software as a service businesses, right? But that's because I personally run a SaaS company as well in a manner and I understand and I've tracked this space and I work with companies who provide me SaaS services, right? Timing is again based on having adequate knowledge about that particular sector. And that's the reason people also mention that backing a startup is not just a financial experience. It's also a psychological experience, right? You're actually living through the highs and the lows of the startups together. They reach out to you with ask. They ask you to promote the product. You get that feeling of ownership and you get that feeling that, okay, you know, what if this company does well, I'm able to get five people to use their product. I am benefiting as well. So it's, it's, it's more than just timing and investing. I think it's also about understanding the business and genuinely having a love for that product. I think that's a great point. And if investors are interested in learning more about how they can actually participate and invest in startups, how could they go about it? Investing in startups in India became quite famous post 2015, 2016, the, typically the way investments used to happen earlier is you basically gather a group of people, you conduct events or sessions where the startup founders come and pitch their investment to you. You hear the pitch, you get access to more information and basis that you're given an X amount of days to decide if you wish to invest or not. If you do, you have to, I think, convey that to basically the broker who's brokering the deal in the middle. 
and then post that the compliance starts and you're asked to send money at a certain point of time using banking channels to the startup right so that's traditionally how these businesses have been running and there are quite a few like this as well at this point of time however typically i've seen the average investment size per deal is around 2 to 5 lakh rupees which is slightly higher because startup investing also makes a lot of sense only if you're able to diversify that investment but i think companies like mine to stike uh, we've tried to replicate this experience which is the pitch session and everything take it completely digital uh, make it easily accessible by reducing the minimum amount that you can subscribe to these companies to 5000 rupees as well so there are various platforms depending on your need depending on what your investment thesis is how much are you looking to invest and what are you more comfortable investing to maybe a personal meetup and the process which lasts over a couple of months or just coming on a particular deal viewing the details understanding the founder and just investing online so yeah We hope you enjoyed this episode of Where's My Money by Ticker Tape. On this show, we simplify the finance landscape in India for you. So if you're looking to venture into stock investing, sort out your personal finance or make sense of how economic developments can impact your money, this podcast will be a perfect addition to your morning commute or household chores. Also, if you enjoyed the episode and want more of this, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform to never miss an episode. And last but not least, consider downloading the Ticker Tape app. It is an investment analysis platform for stocks, mutual funds, ETFs and much more. The link and further description will be in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we will see you in the next one.